The following program is a paid advertisement. The views reflected on this show are not necessarily the views of ESPN 1000. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois, where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange, at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Follow me. Find a world that embraces free open spaces. Come and follow me. Hello, everyone. This is Chauncey from Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Come on out and follow me into the great outdoors. Whether it's close to home or across this great country, come on out and follow me. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. I'm glad you listened last week and you're listening this week to the program. <laughs> we try to bring you the best in entertainment to you every single week <laughs> about the great outdoors. Well, man, <clears throat> have you seen how beautiful the last couple of days have been? <gasps> Those 70, 75 degree days. Oh, weren't they beautiful to be out in? I could not believe it. Yeah, we may get a little bit of rain over the weekend, but, oh, it's going to be above normal, and it's not going to be, you know, I just don't complain anybody. Just enjoy it for a little bit. It will change. (laughs) Hey, you know, last weekend, the show came from Memphis, Tennessee. Yep, I was down in Memphis, Tennessee when I did the show, and I drove over the mighty Mississippi River. Well, (laughs) I was in shock. Uh, at how much water is not there. Now, we have a lot of water in our area with the, the Lake Michigan and a number of the lakes, and but even in the upper Midwest here, but some of our lakes and ponds are starting to show stress. Uh, you know, they're a little bit down. They're, they're not, you know, empty by far. But, I mean, you know, they're down maybe six, eight inches a foot, some of them. But, you know, when I crossed that river and I saw so much of that river empty, it was a shock. I was told by some of the barge workers that I met that uh, they can't even load the barges full only halfway because they would not they would be so low in the water that they'd be dragging and they can't do that. Uh they I mean we need some water in the Mississippi River system. It really is that bad. You know, there was even an old riverboat. You know, the two stack, you know, Mark Twain type riverboats that was out of the water completely. It was on dry land. And it used to be covered by water. It sunk. Um, I mean, it's just, it was mind-boggling. That's the only word I can keep coming up with. Uh, And it was covered by water for many, many years, and now it's, people are walking on it, kind of looking around on it. It just was amazing. And, you know, the when I say a trickle, the main river channel's got water, but there's no water from the channel. And that 
really hurts barge traffic. That hurts recreational. I don't even ask anybody about where are the fish gone. But it's very, very concerning. We need to get some water in that river uh, so and, and get it back. Because I saw some rivers that fed the Mississippi that were, you know, 150, 200 yards across, bone dry. Bone dry. It was really it was shocking. That's the only word I keep going to, but it really was. But, you know, let's talk about this week's show. First of all, we have Tim Mondel from the Forest Preserve District of Cook County coming on. That's going to be a good time. Uh, he's going to talk about the really cool programs that they have in the Cook County Forest Preserves on weekends and during the week for the families uh, with young kids not in school and then on the weekends for everybody in the family and during the week for the more mature outdoors person you know (laughs) those retired mature outdoorsmen that just want to you know take a little walk with their friend out in the forest preserve and look at some plants or see some of the critters or go to the nature centers there's a lot of neat things going on out there so tim will be on first and then we're going to have our friend jerry urbanozo You've had her, Jerry, on the program. He's also one of those great kayaking uh, anglers that you see going out and catching big king salmon close to shore in kayaks. Uh, he's a very good friend of the program, and he was also asked to fish the World Black Bass Fishing Tournament a few weeks ago. That's right, the World's Black Bass Fishing Tournament. And uh, there were many, many countries from all over the world that were there. I mean, from Asia, South America, uh, Europe, Africa, Asia. I mean, they were from so many different countries. He was, when I first talked to him about this a few weeks ago, it was amazing. Uh, He was actually asked to fish this tournament for the Philippines uh, country, which he took great pride in in doing because, as he said, Chauncey, I'm an American citizen. But my Filipino ancestry, it was an honor to fish for the first team that was entered in the World Champion Black Bass Championship from the Philippines. And uh, the group is working very, very hard at turning fishing into an Olympic sport. Trust me, for some of those Olympic sports that are out there, fishing should be number one out there. <laughs> should be really out there, but that's really kind of cool. So I'm looking forward to, to that interview. And then we're going to hear from my good grandson, Aiden and his fishing report for Western Michigan and see what's going on or see what he's been finding out there because I haven't talked to him all week. So when I open up that email and I read it, that's the first time I'm seeing it. So just remember that. Hey, do you remember that cougar? What do you mean cougar, Johnson? You know, no, there was a cougar that was in Illinois a couple of weeks ago. Well, the the boys are on the move. <laughs> That's the best thing I can say. The Illinois Department of Natural Resources, after several days of tracking a cougar uh, on the west side of the city of Springfield, they made the decision last Friday to tranquilize the animal and transport it to a sanctuary specializing in the care of large cats. Uh, wildlife experts and public safety officials from the IDNR Conservation Police, uh, Department of Agriculture, Wildlife Services, and the Springfield Police Department all determined that the cougar is kind of strayed a little too close to businesses and residential places on the west side of Springfield, and it needed to be removed. So the animal, which was wearing a GPS collar, had made it all the way from Nebraska to Illinois. 
it was detected by satellite in western Springfield area on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, and the IDNR officials, you know, had a conversation with the state of Nebraska Game and Parks Commission, and they said, that ain't our cougar, it's your cougar now. <laughs> hey, it ain't our cat, it's your cat. It moved from us to you, you take care of it. <laughs> I think that's hysterical. Um, so they, you know, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife staff uh, tranquilized the mountain lion, uh, around noon on Friday, and they transported it, uh, the animal to an exotic feline rescue center, a 260-acre feline sanctuary in Center Point, Center, yeah, Center Point, Indiana, uh, that provides homes and veterinary care for large and exotic cats. That's really kind of cool. That you know they didn't you know take the cat or uh, you know, kill the cat. I mean, this way the the cat's going to enjoy its life and stuff like that. But it was a a male, a young male cat. The I think they put the collar on him back in November of twenty one. So he's been walking around with that collar for a year. Uh, and what happens are when you know the cougars hanging around mama when they get about a, a year old or so. Mama says you need to go on your own, get a job. You're not living in my basement anymore. Get out of here. <laughs> And the, so the cougar had a move, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, so they, you know, while cougars are not huntable in Illinois, they are protected. Okay, they're not huntable; they are protected in Illinois and in a number of other states. Uh, so you know, they just they did what was best for the cougar and the safety of the people uh, in that area. So I have to give them uh, the Illinois DNR and all those other agencies a lot of credit because they really did a nice job of protecting that little critter who got thrown out by his mama (laughs) in Nebraska, and he was just looking for a new home, and probably he's looking for his first girlfriend. So, you know, he was just a cougar doing what cougars like to do. And you know what? The neat thing, remember that I had the gentleman on the air a couple weeks ago talking about the cougars that have made it through Illinois, that if you see it, because they don't want to be around people, if but if you see a cougar, that's a really cool thing because they will hide and just let you walk right past them. Don't even want to know who you are because they just don't want to be around people. So that was a kind of th- good thing. I congratulate them for all their hard work and how they made it a fun time uh, and took the right care of that cougar to live in a sanctuary, probably enjoying himself for the rest of his life. <sighs> Let's get on with the show. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey. We know the outdoors. Waterworks Marine is now taking deposits for the 2023 London Low Boats. That's right. The assembly line is working on those 2023 models, and the Waterworks Marine wants you to get the boat of your dreams and get on the water and enjoy a day with your friends and family. But if you have a boat and need service, parts, supplies, or any of those water fun towable items, only make one stop at Waterworks and get on the water faster. Give them a call at 708-798-9700 or go to waterworks.com and tell them Chauncey sent you. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation, 
all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577. And plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. For only fourteen ninety five. Big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. When you're fishing for salmon with Diamond Ghost Charters on Lake Michigan, the two words every fisherman loves to yell is, Fish on! And Captain Tony of Diamond Ghost Charters will put you on the fish when you're looking to go. A salmon fishing trip with Diamond Ghost Charters is a perfect way to spend a half a day or a full day out fishing with friends, family, or co-workers all on Lake Michigan. So let Diamond Ghost Charters out of Winthrop Harbor hook you up with a chunky summer coho, a trophy fall king, or a lunker lake trout. They're all waiting for you with Diamond Ghost Charters. Don't wait. Call Captain Tony at 847 838 2037. That's 847 838 2037. And get ready to yell, fish on! That's the sound you'll hear at the Illinois Conservation Foundation Director's Hunt taking place on November 28th and 29th, right after Thanksgiving, at the new location, the Jim Edgar Panther Creek State Fish and Wildlife Area in central Illinois near Springfield. This hunt will include lunch and a banquet dinner on the 28th, overnight lodging, as well as breakfast on the 29th. Hunting guides and dogs will be provided if needed. For more information, go to the ilconservation.org. That's ilconservation.org for special early bird pricing and save on groups of four. Make your plans. I'll be there. Get them. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by Waterworks. Waterworks Boat Sales at 18660 South Cicero Avenue in Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. You can't catch fish. You can't catch fish. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors on ESPN AM 1000 in Chicago. I, 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 I got a little story about a city boy. They came to Wisconsin, up from Illinois, so we can enter. The big fish contest, it's a thousand bucks cash for the biggest and the best, but I told them. Guy, you're making a mistake. You don't stand a chance catching fish on the slate, because, hey, you could pray you want to wish. But let me tell you something, guy. You can't fish. Hey, everybody. Well, did you look at the calendar? Yes, it's November. Yes, it's the first Saturday of the month. And, yes, Mr. Tim Mondel is on the line with us from the Forest Preserve District of Cook County. Hey, Timmy. Good morning, Chauncey. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I I keep looking at the calendar going, November, 
70 degrees? What's going on here? Um, <laughs> that's okay, though, because it gets us into the great outdoors, okay? Uh, and Absolutely. <clears throat> and November is not a time to say, well, they're not doing much in the forest preserves, because we know if you've listened to me for any amount of time, there's always something going on in the forest preserves. Always. And that's the uh, that's the reality of it. Our you know, 365, 24-7, daytime, nighttime, mm-hmm. all of it. Campgrounds, name it, we're always doing something in here. And that's, uh, that's why November is even nicer to get out to the preserves, because you're starting, well, you see most of the leaves drop already, so you did your whole fall color walks and fall themed walks. But the nighttime, it's getting darker earlier during the day, so that gives us ample opportunity to get out to the preserves to offer something to the public in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, your listeners have always heard me talk about how Little Red Schoolhouse is a dark skies initiative, so they do a plethora of night activities throughout each month, but... Um, now expand that offering to different entities, different nature centers, different zones. Uh, could be happening in your local preserve, your backyard, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep an eye out when they go online or if they grab one of the brochures from the nature center. Yeah. So let's talk about a couple of things that are happening, um, which, which, like I said, just because it's the month for turkey and deer season and duck season and pheasant season... <laughs> Can't do those in the forest reserve, but because of all the programs that are going on, what's kicking, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. We're kind of wrapping up our special events season. You can't see the air quotes because we kind of start those spring, and then we push hard through summer and actually quite a bit through the fall. So this month, we're kind of wrapping all that up because the limited indoor space how it's like, you know, 500,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with that said, as I talked a little bit about the evening programs, um, there's something going on. It's our annual Stars, Stories, and S'mores. I say that slowly so I don't mess up. Um, <laughs> stars, stars Stories, stories and S'mores. S'mores, S'mores. I need added letters. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, we offer that in a few different locations throughout the county. Um we have one at Dan Ryan Woods. We have one, actually, we just had one at Thatcher Woods in River Forest. Um, but the two that are coming up, um, one of them is going to take place at LaBall Woods tonight um, from 5 to 8 p.m. And then the other one is the following week at Camp Shabona Woods down in Calumet City, adjacent to the Shabona uh, Sandbridge campus. Mm. But when you come out to something like that, it, 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 yes, it's evening time. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's something engaging, something new. You can have us more. Um, you know, for example, my team, the North Zone, is offering a Native storytelling component to it to celebrate Native American Heritage Month. Um, folks in the city, uh, which is part of the Adler Planetarium, if the skies are clear, they come out. You can see the rings of Saturn. Uh, it's absolutely mesmerizing. Um, sometimes they have music. Sometimes they do night walks. You hear owls and so forth. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't gone to them before or you want to come back out, that's going on for the next couple of weeks on Saturdays. Yeah. I had a friend that had a, a great pair of binoculars, uh, and he called them celestial binoculars, which basically would have meant is they're a strong and very broad uh, field of vision. And uh, we were out with uh, my wife and her Girl Scout troop, and we were just literally in, our, in front of our house in the western suburbs. And Tom got it all set up, and he goes, okay, everybody, why don't you look through these binoculars? And that was the first time 
I saw the rings around Saturn. And I was like... No, go ahead, sorry. I was just like, wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) You can... I know, I think we did it last year at Caldwell or Bunker Hill. I can't... I think Caldwell. Excuse me. And same situation. My, My reaction was very similar. It was like, I've looked through telescopes for, you know, better part of 41 years. Yeah. And... To see that brings the child back out of me, like, whoa, yeah. this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, and now, of course, I listened to, you know, I listened to Van Tool, and there's, there's a lyric in one of the songs that talks about the rings of Saturn, and, and mm-hmm. it's like, and that now, now I, you know, got the goosebumps and I'm shaking. I'm like, oh, you're giddy. But yeah. it is really, really amazing to do something like that, and you can do it in the city. Like, that's the other thing is, Yes, there are preserves on the on the uh, boundaries and in the extension of the Chicago greater area, but you can still do this on the edge of the city in some of these locations because the lights are dimmed so low that you can actually be visible. It's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty mesmerizing. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, so we've got s'mores. We can look at stars. <laughs> I know uh, we have... Yeah, well, one of your favorites is coming up, the Sand Ridge Heritage Day. Oh, uh, is it? Yes, I know it. Completely November, um, but on the nineteenth, yeah, they're going to do their annual um, Heritage Day over Tin Ridge at ten a.m. You know, where you can kind of explore the heritage and the cultural history of the location, the Cal region, you can kind of see some historical interactions, displays, and demonstrations. But it's always a nice opportunity to get out there and explore the preserves, but more importantly, that Cal region and the folks who who inhabited the regions prior to us coming over. Yeah. Pretty amazing. What is the, this GPS scavenger hunt? True. That is basically just the opportunity to learn the basics of GPS units, how to use them. They don't do much geocaching in the preserve mm-hmm. just because we don't want things to be stirred up. Uh, we don't want people to go off trail. But what they do oftentimes is, is there's some thematic opportunity to it. So like we did during the fall time, it's, Find the, the varietal of tree species that will actually show different leaves. And now you can learn about the trees, but also learn how to use a GPS unit and go and explore. Mm. Um, you know, and then take that, that same idea and you know, apply it for something for summer and spring, et cetera. Um, winter is a great time just because anything that's not white tends to stand out. So when they <laughs> place it near trees or anything else. You're like, oh, I got this. I know how to use this. So you feel good. Your confidence is high. That's cool. That's cool. Um, Another thing that's new, the Sagawa Environmental Learning Center, they're offering this program called Inhabitants, Indigenous Perspectives on Restoring Our World. Um, Pretty, again, celebrating Native American Heritage Month. The idea is, is you can come in. Watch a screening about how Native American tribes use their traditional land, management practices, restorations, uh, coastlines, forests, and prairies. So it's basically imagining what the land used to look like and now applying what the Native practices were prior to. Um, so for those education buffs or people who are interested on that end of it, it's pretty amazing. So if you can make it over there, it's taking place on uh, the 20th at 1 p.m. Uh, the 20th at 1 p.m.? Yeah. You also, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, the Sag Quarry Nature Area, uh, environment, Sag 
Sagawa Environmental Learning Center. I keep calling it. I've been there. I do it all the time. I know. I'm, you know somebody's going to send me you know, hate mail. But, I mean, you're doing another fossil quarry tour on, on a Sunday, which is a great thing to do. People don't know it's there. Yeah, I think you and I have talked about this yeah. a handful of times. And it, it's worth mentioning over and over because people don't realize there's a canyon down there. To get a guided tour from any of the extremely experienced folks down there at, at SAG, really great opportunity. They bring in geology. They bring in, you know, so many different factors that you're like, whoa, this is Cook County? Mm-hmm. Pretty amazing. All right. So, I, you know, like I have colleagues and other staff members who still haven't done it. They still want to get down there. Really? Uh, so if you have the opportunity, yeah. People, well, you know, that's the other thing, too. We, we offer programs, like I said, all year. So, you know, have somebody up in Northbrook drive all the way down to Willow Springs or Palos or somewhere in that region. It's not so easy. So they don't get the opportunity to go and check all these things out all the time. Um, so when the public does, they're, they're pretty lucky. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to ask you, there, there, there's one, you're doing a campfire cooking class. I need to sign up for that right now. <laughs> I'm saying the opposite. I, I think you're probably pretty good at that. I am, but I want to go. If somebody's going to do it, I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. The kid's coming out in here. That's fair yeah. enough. Somebody else fair is enough. cooking. I don't what want the hell, to you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, they'll do that. Um, just as the camping season kind of wraps up, even though you can still camp, you know, if you've got your RV, there's a couple of uh, campgrounds within the Forest Preserve that have slips and everything you need. And there's large bunkhouses and, and uh, what do we got? Four season cabins. So you can still get out to the preserves and camp, but, um, you know, the normal campfire cooking, camping 101, those types of mm-hmm. programs are coming to an end as November kicks in here. Um, oh, okay. So that goes on. The other thing, too, is, you know, living in, in Chicago, in the greater region, we have four seasons for the most part. Like lately, we don't. But um, we have four seasons. So uh-huh. to go out and hike, you have to be prepared because you don't know what type of weather is going to be coming in. So up at Bemis Woods, uh, which I'm sure you're pretty familiar with. Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, They're offering a day hiking leadership training, and it's kind of a winter edition. So they're going to show you how to to prepare and then what to do with your groups when you bring them out there. It's it's kind of taking that principle about the camping leader immersion course Mm -hmm. or the kayaking thing and then applying it for day hiking. That's cool. Now, you know, a lot of these programs that we talk about, everybody, are, you know, excuse me, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But there are so many programs during the week for senior citizens, for young kids where, you know, mom or dad may be home with the kids uh, while the other person is, you know, at work. Those programs are all over the place where people could take themselves or their kids out, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So a perfect example is, uh, uh, commemoration of National Take a Hike Day because there is a theme for every day these days. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, on the 17th, that's at 1 p.m. So yeah. you can go out to Country Lane Woods and go out there and have you know take part in a guided walk. Um, one of my partners in the Northwest region out of the Trickster Cultural Center um, is facilitating a Native folklore walk on Wednesday the 30th at 10 a.m. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then there's an archery, like I said that in November, believe it or not, there's still archery at one o'clock at Brookfield Woods. So like, there is offering, you know, might be smaller, might be more intimate. And that's 
You know, who am I to say that's not what you're looking for? You might be looking for something like you don't want to come to a 600-person event. You want to come to a 16-person program, and that's fine. We have those offerings, too. Mm -hmm. And Thanksgiving, I know there's a couple of hikes. Uh, Thanks early on Friday after Thanksgiving because, you you know, we were all laying there in a trip to faint coma. (laughs) I'll be in a football coma still. (laughs) (laughs) We're wanting more on the Friday, right? Yeah, there, there's a few things. Starting on that Friday, the 25th, over at Trailside Museum, there's the annual turkey trot uh, hike. Uh, St. Ridge will have the walk off that turkey. There's a theme here, folks, just so you're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Little Red Schoolhouse, well, they have a walk at 6 p.m. Yeah. And then on Sunday, there's a couple more things at St. Ridge and Crabtree. So there, you know, if you've got family or friends or, mm-hmm. or whatever, everybody's in and celebrating. There are things to do in the preserves, and you could be that amazing aunt, uncle, who never and be like, hey, come check out this really beautiful area. It's a gem. Nobody knows about it. And there you go. Oh, yeah. And that's this is the fun part about the forest preserves. And whether you're a senior, a young person, uh, you know, someone in their 20s and 30s and 40s, uh, there's always something going on. One of the great courses I think that you're going to do, <clears throat> excuse me, in um, – is called Orienteering 101. And that teaches you how to put a compass and a map together in a certain area. You can see what, how to you know, work a compass and a map together. What I like about it is it's showing somebody how to do this without that your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. One day that might not work, so you need some other type of uh, yeah. skill set to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the greatest things that I used to do, and I haven't done it in a while, is when I would be on long trips on weekend with my uh, business partner, Tom, we would go to the spot as fast as we could, wherever it was in the Midwest. But on the way back, we'd pull the map out, and as long as we were going towards our, you know, my house, it was okay. But we took every country road we could and saw so many cute little towns and so saw so much of Illinois and Missouri and Tennessee. It's unbelievable what you could see there just getting off the expressway and reading a map. I, it's funny you say that because, you know, I talked to my wife. She said, well, just take the, the interstate. I was like, yeah, but it's nice. The only way you're going to get, you know, find something is kind of get lost. Mm-hmm. But take the local highway, take the local roads, yeah. learn, you know, Route 45, Route 12, all these types of things and which way they're going to take you. Exactly. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I could see yeah. that happening for sure. If somebody wants to get more information on the Forest Reserve, of course, where should they go? FPDCC.com. You click on the events tab. I'll have everything listed. Yeah. FPDCC.com. Click on the events tab. And I just did that as he was talking. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, volunteer weekends, orienteering, naturalists in the field, prairie seed collection, what's on the menu, stars, stories, and shamores, uh, senior, <clears throat> senior fitness walk. Yeah, we all need that. Uh, fossil quarter, <laughs> prairie picket. I mean, you get some chickens out there in the prairie, and everybody's got to sing turkey in a straw. I don't know. Uh, if, that, if that suits the boat, uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. <laughs> So you know the one thing too, you'll see this list that I meant to meant to say this too is um, when you go to the website and click on the events tab, sometimes it'll start listing the next month's special events to give people a heads up and you know make the 
proper you know, accommodations, preparation for, for them to be able to make this. Um, and with that said, wintertime in December, it's a big bonfire time. So we'll, we'll have our annual bonfires in different regions throughout the county. So make sure you go and, and look to see what's closest to you or maybe what's furthest away and you want to go explore like mm-hmm. we just talked about. Oh, cool. Well, my friend, um, I want to thank you once again for coming on the show and, and having some fun with us. It is a wonderful opportunity, and it's always nice to catch up. <laughs> All right. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Waterworks Marine is looking to expand their five-star rated marine mechanic staff, become part of the Waterworks staff, and feel what it's like to be part of the best marine mechanic staff in the Midwest with training, benefits, good pay, and more. When people know you're a marine mechanic at Waterworks, they know you're now part of the best of the best. For job inquiries, call 708-798-9700 or contact them at waterworks.com. Tell them Chauncey sent you. You love watching us on TV? Now you can enjoy the great outdoors every day of the week with a subscription to Midwest Outdoors Magazine. In 95, you get 12 big issues loaded with the best of fishing, hunting, and the great outdoors. Each one packed with how-to and where-to-go information you can use all year long. Call 1-800-606-FISH. Inside each issue, you'll find timely, in-depth articles on fishing techniques, hunting strategies, equipment reviews, and new product showcases. Fishing or hunting, it's all covered. What are you waiting for? Call 1-800-606-FISH. Did you know that Midwest Outdoors Magazine includes a state section for where you live? Each month you get the information that matters to you and where you hunt and fish. For you can't beat this deal. Call 1-800-606-FISH and start your adventure with Midwest Outdoors today. I fish. I also clean local waterways so others can fish and swim. I help build public boat ramps for easy access to the water. I provide fishing and water safety education for kids. I maintain a healthy fish population so tomorrow's anglers can enjoy a catch. I prevent unwanted species from spreading into waters where they don't belong. I restore the condition of rivers to help fish and wildlife thrive. I fund long-term plans to protect our lakes and streams. I do all of these things and more all because I buy a fishing license. When you buy a fishing license, you do a lot. In fact, every dollar from a license purchase protects and maintains your local waterways for future generations to enjoy. To learn more about how you can get your fishing license, go to takemefishing.org. That's takemefishing.org. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. This segment is brought to you by diamondghostcharters.com. Go fishing with Captain Tony and get ready to yell, fish on! Down in the meadow in a itty-bitty pool swam three little fishies and a mommy fishy too. Swim, said the mama fishy, swim if you can. And they swam, and they swam right over the dam. Hey, this is Captain Sig off the Deadliest Cats. You're listening to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. Swam and they swam right over the dam. Stop, cried the mummy fish. 
or you will get lost. But hey everybody, welcome back to Chauncey's Great Outdoors. And yes, it's the month of November, but you know, we haven't had this guy on the phone in so long. I'm ashamed to say that because he's a fun person, he's knowledgeable, he's a great fisherman. Uh, he knows how to run a big boat, a little boat, a kayak, and everything else. And you see him at many different events all over the area. But we got Jerry Urbanoza. How you doing, Jerry? Doing good, Charles. Thanks for having me again. Oh, and and I apologize for not having you as often as I should. <laughs> it's all good. We're busy. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Jer, you made a posting that I caught a couple of weeks ago, and I went, what? And uh, it just said, I th- I'm in... proud to be... I'll let you say exactly what you wrote on your posting because I don't want to mess it up. But it was I was like, wow, I got to call Jerry on this one. Yeah, well, it started with you know a friend over in Vancouver, a Facebook friend, you know, messaging me. It's like, hey, uh, he has another friend down South Carolina trying to put together um, a team to compete in the World Black Bass Championship, and I said, what is that <laughs> exactly? He goes, I was my bass. I'm like, okay, well, that sounds good. So, but he said, you're going to be fishing for Team Philippines. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm an American citizen now. He goes, no, but you were born in the Philippines, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, well, that's, that's enough. You know, it's like, so, yeah, you get a chance to fish for the motherland. So that's basically what my, what my post was, was, you know, I'll be able to fish for the Team Philippines. Yeah, I, and then I, I just, when I saw that, I go, oh, I got to get Jerry on the line here for this one. Now, first of yeah. all, many, many, many people have never heard of the, what was it, the World Black Bass Championship? World Black Bass Championship. Wow. So it's uh, usually there's about 15 teams uh, from different countries that participate. And this year, you know, being in the U.S., there's, uh, you know, when we joined, we were number 16. And then, you know, I think South Korea and Laos also participated. So we were up to 25 countries when the tournament started. Mm-hmm. So it was incredible. Uh, from, you have teams from South Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, even a tiny country, uh, Aswatini. I've never even heard of it. You know, they, they pointed it to me on Google Maps, like, that's our country right there. So, you know, I mean, it it boggles my mind. Like, how these people from all over the world actually fish for largemouth bass because they do have bass in, in South Africa. They have bass, I guess, even, you know, South America, Mexico, and even in Italy, they have, they have bass, Portugal, Spain. So it, it's incredible that, you know, all these people that fish for bass are now here in the United States and South Carolina competing for a championship. That, I'm still sitting here going, huh? I mean, <laughs> it's just that's amazing. Yes, and you know there was actually I can't think of his name uh, when you said South Africa. There was a gentleman that uh, was in the uh, bass tournaments, uh, professional bass tournaments from South Africa. I, I, I can see his face. I just the name is not going to hit me right now. But that is so cool that all of these countries, uh, you know, had representatives. You know, fishing for black. It's kind of like the Olympics. Pretty much. And I think that was, that's one of the goals here is to show the Olympic Committee that, you know, look at all these countries participating in this sport. You know, so I think the main goal is to show them that. And hopefully in 20, 2026, correct me if I'm wrong, 
they'll be in Los Angeles, so that would be pretty amazing if, you know, if fishing can be part of the Olympics. Wow, that would be so yeah, cool. So I think it was in France or something in the past, but mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, we get this together, and hopefully there'll be an Olympic sport. You know, hopefully it's like bass fishing. Hey, I mean, the high schools are doing Well, actually, the grade schools are doing it. The high schools are doing it big time. Colleges are even bigger than that, and then you get into the professional you know whether it's mlf Bassmaster, uh several other national uh, tournaments for bass fishing and then you got your local that's such a huge interest in fishing and i'm just i'm amazed that that must have been you know okay yes you were born in the philippines but you're american citizen but you know you know here it's just that you're representing you know the world of fishing at this event Yes, you were representing the Philippines, but it's really you were a representative to the world of fishing. That's correct. You know, and yeah, that was a beautiful part when everyone came together. You know, they, everyone was very friendly. Everyone was open to each other and helping each other out. And the camaraderie was amazing from all these people from around the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure they've seen each other, you know, throughout all these years. And, you know, when they see Venezuela sees... Uh, you know, a guy from Australia that they've met a few years back. You know, it's like they've been friends forever. <laughs> wow. This, I'm, but, Jerry, I'm sitting there just, I'm shaking my head going, this is so cool. Yes. And you know, I've seen my, uh, you know, one of the guys I watch on TV, uh, Bob Izumi from Team Canada. Yeah. You know, so I'm lined up there, you know, getting ready to weigh our bass. And the guy in front of me has Izumi on a shirt. And I'm like, is, is your dad Bobby Izumi? He's like, oh, yeah, he's my dad. So then I got to meet Bob, and, and then I turned to my left, and I have Mark Rose right there uh, from the you know, he fishes the Bassmasters Elite mm-hmm. in Team USA. I mean, all their guys, you know, they're all the whole team is from you know, fishes the Bassmasters Elite. So, so you're competing against the top uh, bass fishermen on the planet. Oh, good. I never thought yeah, of it that way. Yeah. Like, what am I doing here? I don't know. Yeah, but that was fun. I just walked up to the plate, and you know. In Yankee Stadium, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly how it was. You know, it's like, you know, here's a guy gets throws 100 miles an hour, and I'm going to try to hit that ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's now, exactly how it felt. What, was this a, a short tournament, boat tournament? It's a boat tournament, correct. Uh, so they were, they provided, if you didn't have a bass boat, they provided a, a captain on the boat, with the boat. Mm-hmm. So we had basically, you know, I wasn't able to go there to pre-fish. So we had two days to pre-fish. It's a 50,000-acre lake. And it's different from the bass that we have here. Their bass are feeding on, I think it's blueback herring. Yeah. So most of them were offshore. And then when we got there, there was record cold. It was like 34 degrees for three, four days. So that offshore bite that we were counting on kind of disappeared. Mm. So then we got to scramble for a you know, shallower bite, and, and there's hundreds of channels and, and creek arms, so we had to kind of go in and look for fish. Cool. And th- did they have, a, like, a weigh-in, like at a you know, regular you know, bass tournament that many of us have watched on television? Yeah, the same thing. I think the, the weigh-in was provided. Um, uh, it might have been MLF, but, yeah, it's just like an official you know, Bassmaster-type weigh-in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think they're going to have this whole thing on TV um, probably early next year. 
Cool. Cool. That is so cool. Jerry, I'm excited about this. This is this would be so much fun and it's just um it's like world bass fishing, you know? <laughs> like Yeah, and you're you know, one minute you're talking to a guy from you know, from Portugal mm-hmm. who's gonna be the host for next year's World Black Bass is gonna be in Portugal. Mm-hmm. And then you turn to your last year's, you know, David Fritz and I'm like, Oh my god, I got a crank a crankbase and my cousin got the crankbait, got him to sign it. <laughs> Did you, uh, are you putting your quarters in a jar so you can go to uh, Portugal? I'm saving. I'm always saving. <laughs> you know, there's always these trips, so. Mm-hmm. That and is. I think so... the wife wants to go on a vacation there, so. Ooh. Like, All right, well, you make a vacation out of it. Well, and, and one of the great things, besides being a beautiful country and magnificent scenery and being on the ocean, uh, you, you, you're going to gain about 15 pounds before you get back. I'm going to warn you right now. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cool. And so, I mean, so you're using all the gear that you're normally used to, uh, mm-hmm. you know, meeting from guys from around. Is it, by the way, is it men and women in the tournament? Um, mostly men in this tournament, but, you know, it, there's no limits on who, who can fish. Um, okay. I don't even think there was much of an age limit. So basically, you know, I think some countries, they're they're – you have to qualify. I asked them how they got here, and they said, yeah, they have to qualify club tournaments, and then their top six anglers gets to go. Mm. Okay. That's cool. That is cool. I'm just sitting there going, wow. That is so cool. I've got to learn more about this because this just intrigues me. You know, a world bass fishing competition. Uh, it's just – and, well, I know and there's a – a world ice fishing competition that women are involved with. I know that they're in mm-hmm. that team. Uh, and we'll, ladies, get into this. This sounds like something perfect you could get into and enjoy and have some fun. And especially if there's no age limit going down, who knows? You may be fishing with some high school kid that's really good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, and at the uh, international level, I know they have different competition. And I think next week, uh, the World Kayak Championship is also going to be in Portugal where they're going to go after Xander and Pike. So in that host country, and I think there's the Team U.S. is going to be participating in that one also, mm-hmm. the kayak anglers. And I think uh, they also have you know, some casting competition. They also host uh, uh, the match fishing mm-hmm. competition. So there's quite a bit of other types of tournaments that we just don't usually hear from over here but hopefully moving forward you know we'll we'll start seeing some of these tournaments becoming more popular wow and well you all know what pike is but uh, a xander is a a species cousin of our walleye except that they grow a lot bigger <laughs> yeah they grow a lot bigger and they're they're, they, they're fairly aggressive yes you know, and, and they, they, are, they are mean yeah <laughs> they I've caught a few of those, and it just shocks me how aggressive they are. Yeah, that's so. This is so cool. And and uh, so you had to, who won first place? Do you remember? Well, first, second, and third. You know, it's obvious. Uh, Team USA took the, the top three spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of posted a little bit on, on my Facebook page. You know, all the all the cups, mm-hmm. the trophies that they have on their table. I'm surprised their table was even able to hold all those trophies that they received. Yeah, it's not just so you have a boat. Team, uh, so they took first, second, and third, and then they they, had, they took the overall team also. Oh, so 
So if your team's doing good, you'll also play as a team. Okay. Well, I, so I, I, individually, <laughs> I think we finished uh, 26 out, out of 65 countries, which I kind of wanted to be in the top half, so we kind of did that. Well, that, you should be proud of that, my friend. You should be yeah. proud of that. Okay, said. So hopefully when it does come back to the U.S., you know, I'll try to try to fish, pre-fish a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Try to figure out the lake. and might even start, you know, doing that next year. Yeah. Well, if it's going to be in L.A. in two years, you better start looking at those big rainbow trout-colored lures, you know? Oh, yes. The, the big swim baits. Yeah, the big swim baits. They like that, those bass down there. Yeah. Well, that is so cool. Jer, I want to congratulate you uh, and your your family. And, and you know, yes, it, you must have had a tremendous amount of pride uh, representing the Philippines in this event. Mm-hmm. You yes. know. Definitely felt it. You know, I I do have friends in the Philippines that were, you know, just seeing a, our flag amongst the other mm-hmm. nations. Yeah. You know, they were pretty happy to see that. Oh, and, yeah. I'm an American citizen and proud to be an American. Oh, now, yeah. No, you are. You always have your roots and you always, you know, mm-hmm. have that special place for it. Exactly. Exactly. So, But like I bet your mom and dad were, buttons were busting on that daddy, wasn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, got got really good support from the family. You know, they they chipped in, and we had a little fundraiser for T-shirts that uh, uh, PJ Pereira, the guy who organized for Team Philippines. Mm-hmm. You know, so we had you know a little bit of a fundraising to help offset some of the costs. That's so cool. That's so and cool. Friends and families chipped in. Cool. Well, Jared. We've got to talk about, we are going to make sure that you're on when we get a little bit of that, uh, the temperature drop below 70, and uh, we start getting some ice forming uh, later this year, beginning earlier in the year. And let's talk about some ice fishing the next time you come on, okay? Yeah, sounds good. And we're going to have some uh, ice fishing uh, shacks out there with uh, people and guide service this year, so we'd be glad to have you out with us. Cool. I will definitely come out. And once again, congratulations to, to you being part of this world event made up of anglers from all over the world uh, that are bringing world bass fishing, world black bass fishing uh, awareness to more people to get out and enjoy. Okay, buddy? Yes. Thanks, John, for having me again, Chauncey. No problem. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. You know us. Hey, we know the outdoors. Hey, man, you seen that bear go by here? A bear? Yeah, man, he had on a ranger's hat. A bear with a ranger's hat? Ah, oh, come on, man. Yeah, yeah, man, he had a shovel in his hand, too. Oh, did he have a picnic basket, too? No, man, not that bear. You know, like the bear that checks out the forest, man. Oh, what's he checking out, man? Well, like he's checking out for careless people, man, who start fires in the forest. Oh, that sounds real heavy, man. Hey, well, it is. You know, like every year some dude forgets to put out his campfire and a match or a cigarette or something else, you know, and like thousands of acres go up in smoke. Up in smoke, man? That's right. Yeah, smoke. <laughs> like in fire that could burn up this place. Yeah? Yeah, and that's why the bear, he says, only you can prevent forest fires. Hey, I know that bear, man. What's his name again? Smokey Bear. Well, what do you need him for, man? Because I need a ride back to the city. <laughs> A public service of the Forest Service, USDA, your state foresters, and the Ad Council.
Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester is the place for that true classic Chicago hot dog and the best Italian beef sandwich large enough to share. Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs in Westchester also has specialties like an Italian sausage and beef combo, gyros, pasta, Italian steak, eggplant, parmesan, ribs, salads, daily specials, and even the best flame-broiled hamburgers. Make Paul's Pizza and Hot Dogs on 31st Street and Wolf Road in Westchester your favorite. It's ours. Waterworks Marine is looking to expand their five-star rated marine mechanic staff, become part of the Waterworks staff, and feel what it's like to be part of the best marine mechanic staff in the Midwest with training, benefits, good pay, and more. When people know you're a marine mechanic at Waterworks, they know you're now part of the best of the best. For job inquiries, call 708-798-9700 or contact them at waterworks.com. Tell them Chauncey sent you. Plan your next Illinois adventure to Ren Lake, where the fun begins. Ren Lake is situated in the heart of scenic southern Illinois and can offer you 19,000 acres of water fun and recreation all within Interstates 57 and 64. At their website, enjoyrenlake.com, you can learn about Southern Illinois lodging at its finest, restaurants, family activities, bike trails, camping, and some fantastic fishing and hunting all in one spot at Ren Lake. And it's one of my favorite places to go. So go to enjoyrenlake.com or call them at 314-580-2577. 314-580-2577 and plan your next Illinois adventure that will have you coming back again and again. Illinois, mile after magnificent mile. That's the sound you'll hear at the Illinois Conservation Foundation Director's Hunt taking place on November 28th and 29th, right after Thanksgiving, at the new location, the Jim Edgar Panther Creek State Fish and Wildlife Area in central Illinois near Springfield. This hunt will include lunch and a banquet dinner on the 28th, overnight lodging, as well as breakfast on the 29th. Hunting guides and dogs will be provided if needed. For more information, go to the IL Conservation. That's ilconservation.org for special early bird pricing and save on groups of four. Make your plans. I'll be there. Get them. You're listening to Chauncey on Chauncey's Great Outdoors Radio Network. For more information, contact us at chaunceymedia at aol.com. Chauncey's Great Outdoors is brought to you by Waterworks, the number one London low dealer in the Midwest at 18660 South Cicero Avenue and Country Club Hills, 708-798-9700. Midwest Outdoors Magazine, the true magazine for the Midwest sportsman at MidwestOutdoors.com. Paul's Pizza on 31st and Wolf Road in Westchester, Illinois where the sandwich is the sandwich. GP Italiano, a true family Italian restaurant, or a restaurant just for you and that special person, at 1 South LaGrange Road in downtown LaGrange at gpitaliano.com, 708-325-4590. Diamond Ghost Charters with Captain Tony at diamondghostcharters.com and Ren Lake Area Tourism at renlake.com. A little bit of heaven at exit 77 on Interstate 
57. Well, let me tell you a story about a little fella. Black and blue with a hand of yellow. The blue gill boogie. Yeah, the blue gill boogie. When the bass ain't biting and the trout are gone, try the blue gill boogie. You can't go wrong. He's a little cousin to the big boss bass. Put a fish for the kids to catch. The blue gill boogie. I hope you enjoyed listening to Tim and Jerry. Uh, Both of them had a lot of information to give us. And I got a little note from my grandson, Aiden, (laughs) who they didn't tell me they were going to the Florida Keys this week. All he said was, Papa, we're jumping off the boat and into the ocean. Having fun. I'll give you a fishing report next week. Love your fishing magician, Aiden. That's (laughs) My grandson went to the Keys with his family and didn't even tell his papa. I feel hurt. (laughs) That's okay. But you know what? There's a lot of fishing going on. Uh, The chain has been giving up still a good number of fish. Fox River has improved with that little bit more water going down through there. Uh, Northern Wisconsin, they're getting some muskies and stuff. If you're looking for a good full fishing report for the upper Midwest, go to Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors. That's Facebook slash Chauncey's Great Outdoors, and you'll pick up a whole lot of different things that are going on throughout the Midwest from uh, western Michigan a little bit, not Aiden's River, but other places, and some couple little bit of Indiana waters with the salmon up there chasing beads and stuff like that, to a little bit of crappie action down at Wren Lake and a little catfish and some white bass down there. Mm-mm-mm. Looks good to me. I'm ready to go back down there. So there's a lot of activity going down there. But you also don't have to go hunting or fishing. You could just load up the car with everybody in the family or the neighbor's kids and just take a ride in the country. Get some apple cider, pick up some apples, and just enjoy the day. Oh, I can hear the flute playing, so that means we're coming to the end of the show. And I like to leave you with a Native American proverb. This one comes from the Lakota Nation. It says, when a man moves away from nature... His heart becomes hard. When a man moves away from nature, his heart becomes hard. Oh, how very true. Remember that. And please remember, we don't own the woods, the rain, the storms, the fish we catch, the pheasants we harvest, the deer we take, the apples we pick, the cobbler we find in a nice restaurant and go enjoy sometime this weekend. Just get out and enjoy the outdoors. We'll see you next week right here on Chauncey's Great Outdoors. <laughs>